Okay, all right. You landed on Island 49. I'm your host, Weston Smith. This evening, I want to deviate from everything that you've been reading over the last few days uh, across social media, whether that's Trey Lance's hairline or Trey Lance putting in the work uh, with Patrick Mahomes and you know a bunch of uh, quarterback coaches across social media who are critiquing uh, positioning of his feet, extension of his legs, the release of the ball. I want to, I want to, I want to step away from that for for a moment. We can, we can come back to that. I just want to always remind everybody that football is played with pads on, and at this time of year, everybody looks good in in shorts and, and t-shirts. But I want to talk about a more important free agent acquisition for the 49ers and how important this individual is going to be in contributing to the success of this team. So stick around, find out, got a little surprise for you. surprise number one for y'all hard at work in the lab shout out to my man christian who's been working real hard with me uh, behind the scenes to put together that intro video i know it's a little long we'll work to shorten it but uh it's hard when you want to cut out some of those highlights and you know flow to a beat for a little while so i mentioned we will not be discussing trey lance's hairline outside of that comment we will not be just critiquing uh his mechanics and and what he's been working on let's just celebrate the young man for putting in the work recovering from the injury and probably surrounding himself with the right people like a patrick mahomes super bowl mvp mvp of the league uh you know who what better company to be around to to improve in the offseason tonight specifically i want to talk about who's more important to the 49ers short-term success in 2023 is it kyle shanahan or is it newly acquired defense coordinator steve wilkes uh, surprise, surprise by the titling of this video, thumbnail, etc. My gut in the short term is it's going to be predicated on Steve Wilkes and how this defense gels. As 49er fans, we've seen this over the last few years, just really slow starts while the offense is kind of piddling around and getting in the flow and figuring things out. Defense tends to keep them in games. We saw last year, even during that stretch, how many consecutive games where they didn't give up any points in the second half and making adjustments and, you know, letting the flow of the game come to the offense and put up enough points to ultimately get those W's during the winning streak. I, I see no reason why that would be any different this year. I, you know, the talk of the town is always, hey, who the, who's the quarterback going to be for the 49ers? Whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's Trey Lance, unknown, right? Especially both recovering from injuries. Is it going to be Sam Darnold? Unknown. You know, how much time is it going to take for the offense to gel and look similar to the way it did in the back half of the season, specifically while Brock Purdy was um, under center? So with that being said, while you're figuring things out, it's going to be even more crucial for the defense to step up. Now we find ourselves in some familiar territory. 
we all loved Robert Sala. We all saw what he did with that, with the defense specifically through 2019, even in 2020 when we were injury riddled and the team was still record would say otherwise, but still relatively competitive, a win here, a win there. Um, and, and they find themselves right back in the playoffs again. That being said, then we were pleasantly surprised by D'Amico Ryans and, and not seeing much drop off between Sala and Ryans. And they ran very similar defenses. Two years in a row, you're in the NFC Championship game. Now D'Amico has since moved on, taking the, the head coaching role down in Houston, obviously. And you bring in a savvy vet like Steve Wilkes to come in and, and run your defense. One of the things that I love about Wilkes is just his his longevity around football. Man has been coaching a really, really long time. Um, he's obviously had some head coaching stints along the way, filled in, filled in as an interim last year down in, in Carolina. So a lot of experience, a lot of leadership, the commonalities from Sala to Ryans and Wilkes, what you hear up and down is they're, they're player-type coaches, which seems to fit the build and the mold of what the 49er coaching scheme is looking for. Now the question is going to be, are we going to see drop-off or are we going to see continued production? You know, if I was taking my political stance, remains to be seen, right? Jury's still out on that. We haven't, uh, you know, laced up the cleats, put on the pads, strapped up the the helmet, and and we're not out there yet to see how this performs. But there's some things that I I kind of want listeners and 49ers fans to to recognize as to where some of the differences might lie. One of the ones, one of the things that really jumps out to me when we think about what the, this 49ers defense has been really recognized for over the last, let's call it four to five years is the ability or the perceived ability to get pressure with the front four, allowing you to drop more in coverage, still pressure the quarterback force untimely decisions, but you're not outnumbered in the defensive backfield between your linebackers dropping back, et cetera. Obviously we've seen a lot of with the 49ers, Warner and Greenlaw on the field and more of a, a five defensive back scheme. So call it your nickel, right? That's that's what you're going to see um, a lot of. And I don't expect that element to change with Wilkes. One of the things that I, I've noticed in just kind of running stats, watching a little bit of tape or, around Wilkes' defenses, and they haven't always been great. You know, I know they weren't the greatest of overall teams, but the defenses haven't been great. But one thing that he's more so known for than D'Amico, than, than Sala, is going to be blitzing, right? So he he loves to be in that nickel. He loves to blitz. In fact, you know, over the last handful of years, I mean, he's blitzing in a top four in the NFL rate across his his different stints, right? So he's been D.C. in Carolina, Arizona, Cleveland. These And, and he loves to blitz he he likes to use what's the best term for it just a lighter box right so he he's not he's trying to put more confidence that his front let's call it six right his four down linemen his two linebackers are going to be short tacklers and they're going to plug holes and he's gonna he's gonna blitz to, to create a, a free man right and and to create more matchups or better matchups for, for your down lineman, maybe even for a Warner up the middle, Greenlaw hooking out on the outside. So I expect some things like that to change, and that's going to compromise 
the defensive backfield, right? Like you're, I don't want to say you're going to see more man, right? Because there are so many different zone schemes out there that have man-to-man elements in it. So I don't want to sit here and say, you know, Steve Wilkes's defenses are going to lock up one-on-one all day long because I don't believe that to be true, right? The evidence doesn't support that. I just think they're going to, they're going to have the ability to be a little bit more reactionary. They're going to have their eyes in the backfield and they're going to be able to, to make plays and they're either gonna, or they're not. So more pressure going to be on Demo, Trevarius Ward, Gibson, Hufunga. Um, we'll talk about the, the Gibson Hufunga exchange in, in just a little bit, but it starts to be a little bit more telling when you think of like the, the acquisition of, Isaiah Oliver and and some other folks that have have come over just for the mere fact that these are people that might have some some familiarity with Wilkes or vice versa that he might have familiarity with. So Miles Hartfield being the other one um, that played for Wilkes in Carolina. Oliver was a division opponent. So Wilkes has seen this man multiple times, understands that maybe he's got that that raw element that might fit into his defensive scheme. The, the one of the other things that I think about though is we talk about this all the time as 49ers fan. Who's really in control here? Is it John Lynch? Is it Kyle Shanahan? I believe it to be Kyle Shanahan. And I believe that Kyle probably did a lot of his due diligence around Wilkes saying, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, I want you to come in and, you know, we've built this defense a very specific way. So I want you to add your own flavor or your own wrinkle, but I don't, let's not deviate from the plan. Let's still create pressure with four. Again, that's the way we're built. That's the way that we've aligned it. Obviously we know how infatuated this, on this team and enamored this team is with Chris Kasurik. Um, I'm sure he's, he chatted with Wilkes before taking the job and implementing that wide nine front which is not necessarily something that Wilkes has, you know, done a ton of. So there's going to be a lot of reliance around, you know, his peers on the defensive coaching scheme. But I do expect the 49ers to blitz more than they have in the past. So like if I'm statistically speaking through this, last year, Steve Wilkes um, blitz rate sixth in the NFL. D'Amico Ryan's 18th. The other thing that's going to actually change, I think will change is um, the two high safety look versus a one high safety look. Now we're talking percentage points, right? If you're breaking down plays, but you know, the 49ers defense has been known to kind of have play that, that two high safety. I think you're going to see a lot more of just Tashawn Gibson sitting back there who funga playing closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, and, and that leads me to believe that, some of the draft strategy is going to be predicated on that. You know, Deshaun Gibson's not a spring chicken anymore, right? 33 years old. That's a, that's an old man by NFL terms. And I know he came off a, a, a fantastic season last year, but I expect them to go find a safety. I would put safety as, you know, priority number two at this point, heading into the NFL draft, somebody that might fit a little bit better in the scheme, somebody who might have um, a little bit more center fielder quality to them can, can, go hash to hash, sideline to sideline, oversee the field, right? Um, and a bit of a ball hawk. Go go find those those deep passes and undercut them and take, you know, take them, force a couple turnovers and let's take it to the house. So these are things, again, just things that I just want people to be aware of. I don't expect it to, I think we were really confident when Robert Sala walked out 
that D'Amico Ryans was going to, it was going to look very, very similar, if not identical, plus or minus a couple things. I've touted D'Amico Ryans at being a phenomenal halftime adjustment type guy who goes with the flow of the game, listens to his players and understands what changes that they need to make and implement in game. I don't know if I ever spoke that highly of Salah in that regard. I just think he was a guy who always had his guys fired up, like ready to go. And those defenses were usually charging. So I'm curious as to see, you know, I don't, Wilkes is a little bit more stoic on the sideline. He doesn't get as amped up as Salah and, and as D'Amico. But I am curious to see, you know, how much of those differences come into play, right? Like how much more will this team blitz? And then that's going to put priority on who's in that defensive backfield, right? Who's who can handle a little bit more one-on-one who's going to be a little bit more of a gambler. Who's going to come up and tackle right in a lighter front. Like you got to come up and make tackles first time, first contact, got to bring them down. I mean, think of it like this. Across Steve Wilkes' entire coaching career, he has spent 16 seasons across collegiate football and professional football being directly affiliated to coaching and owning the defensive back scheme, right? It's kind of his bread and butter. So why would that be any different now? Um, I I, I think he's going to put a lot of time and a lot of effort into these guys, and I think he's going to be very vocal. Or, or instrumental in who they might go after, you know, in, in the draft who might fit this scheme, uh, et cetera. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Like I'm, I can't wait to see how this, this plays out. I don't expect a much of a drop off in terms of overall production. I just expect it to look differently. Um, not drastically, but enough, right? Like in obvious passing situations, maybe we sit there and we're like, oh, you know, because at the end of last season, the 49ers were not getting pressure with four. They just weren't. I, you call it what it is, like put on the tape, right? Like they weren't posting sacks in, in record numbers like they had in like previous years. And I know Bosa's an animal, but even his production tapered a little bit in the back half of the season. So what can you do? to free up those man, those men, create mismatches. You lost some edge depth here. How are you going to replace that? And, and where are those, where's that sack production going to come from? And I fully expect it to come from uh, more creative blitz packages from Steve um, again, sending linebackers, etc. But it also becomes a little bit more eye-opening to me as to like, you know, Aziz Alshir, like we knew it was a foregone conclusion. He was going to be gone. He didn't sign for nearly the money that I think people were expecting based on like his production and how people felt about him, felt about him going to Tennessee. But now, now I understand why it feels a little bit more expendable because I think you're going to see more of just Warner and Greenlaw on the field. And as much as I love Aziz, he's not, he's not, he's not kicking one of those, players out of their spot anytime soon and they're going to be every you know as they already are every down linebackers and they're going to be on the field more and you're going to see a lot more nickel from this team uh one of the things that i love about what the 49ers are doing related to their defensive coordinators um is the compensatory pick formula and how this is playing into it. So you got two for Sala when he departed to become a head coach. Um, you got two for D'Amico Ryans as he departed to become a head coach. 
Now, if Steve Wilkes, if this team plays well, he's already been a head coach in this league, so he needs to stay at least two seasons. And if he does, you're going to turn that into two more third-round compensatory picks. It's like this endless well that doesn't dry up that they continue to to replenish. So I, I expect him to be here for a little while. Um, I, I certainly expect the defense to look differently um, than it has in years past. But more importantly, I, I, I believe from the bottom of my heart that early in 2023, while you're still figuring out or we're still figuring out the quarterback position, who it's going to be, you know, is it trade a start and then we're going to slide to Brock when he comes back? Cause I don't expect Brock to be full go by, by week one. I'm sure they're going to want to he'd probably start on, on the, on the, the pit or the pup. So I, while they're figuring that out and taking some of the training wheels off the offense, I don't expect week one, we walk out and we're putting up 30 points a game. Right. So if you want to win football games, it's going to you're going to need high production from your defense early in this season until hopefully that offense gels and then you're able to to hit the ground running and we see glimpses of what we saw at the back half of last season so again i i love i'm going on record love steve wilkes hire i think it's unanimous around based on you know who might have been out there etc this is the guy that that probably best fits the culture um, and and what this 49ers team is looking for and what their, I would say the skill sets of the players aligns to, but it's a new person who was not in house. So there's still rapport that needs to be built. There's going to be new wrinkles and flavors introduced. How quickly do the players um, adapt to those? So I expect some learning curves that and some growing pains that we'll probably see throughout training camp and maybe very early in the season. But again, I just kind of want to go on record and talk about how Steve Wilkes early in this season is going to be more impactful to the 49ers success than Kyle Shanahan. And yes, I know that sounds crazy. Your defensive coordinator um, more impactful than your offensive coordinator or your, your OC, but your head coach, your play caller. Uh, while Kyle is kind of the, the backbone of this team, um, I just think this defense needs to get out of the gate and get out of the gate fast and show something different um, than they've shown in the past to keep that competitive edge and keep offenses on their toes or more importantly on their heels and and guessing as to what's coming their way. And that's going to help in the growth of Drake Jackson. That's going to help shed some blocking from your defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, free Fred and Dre to, to come, you know, full steam at the quarterback. I expect to see Hufunga come a lot. Um, we all know towards the back half of the year, it felt like in watching the tape, he was a liability in pass coverage. I'm not naive. I understand some of those are just blown coverage and he might've just happened to be the man that's in the picture. And you automatically associate that it was his blown coverage, but let's call it what it is. Some of those were absolutely his blown coverages. And they usually happened early in games, and they were usually able to, to, to correct that mistake. But I think you always want to find ways to play to your player's strength. And one thing we've known about Huff since, since he got here was that, man, this dude plays a violent brand of football, uh, Palomalo-esque, right, from USC to the long hair to the playing style. 
but he fits really nicely when he can play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage and you can send him on, on, on blitzes and minimize his, um, I would say his pass coverage tend, I would say minimize the amount that he needs to be in pass coverage. It's hard to completely eliminate as a safety, but I do think I do expect them to bring in safety depth and people that are probably going to be in position to um, buy for a, uh, I don't want to say starting position, but uh, an immediate contributor just based on some of these, these new wrinkles and how many defensive backs, you know, Steve Wilkes is going to deploy um, in more of the, the base downs expect to see a lot more nickel than your just traditional um, four, three is it's, it's anybody's guess, but you know, the history of the man, what the tape says, you know, what his scheme says, you know, what the statistics say around his, his packages and, and tendencies, I definitely expect a difference and I'm, I'm really excited about that difference because I think 49er fans a lot, you know, over the last few years are like, why don't we blitz more? Like I understand, but I think we, we were carrying that bag from 2019 when this team was phenomenal, unbelievable with getting pressure with four. It has never looked the same in 20, 21 or 22 as it did in 19. So we need to stop pretending that we can dominate and rule all with just the front four. They are very formidable. They are very talented, arguably the best defensive line, you know, from edge to edge in the NFL. But again, the back half of the season, it just didn't equate. It, they, the defense played great overall, right? But the, the, the pressure, the, and more finishing the play in terms of generating sacks and, and forcing a ton of turnovers just wasn't there in the numbers that I don't want to say that you expect, but that you certainly hope for. And, and, and hopefully, you know, Steve Wilkes has that, that ability to get that type of production um, fr- from his defense. So I, I'm excited about it. Um, again, I know we're not talking the the hot, sexy topics like, Hey, what's going on with the quarterback world right now? candidly i'm i'm kind of over that uh i i think we'll we'll know more post draft and, and heading into to otas and but i don't expect much much disruption and much change at all i do want to applaud trey you know he's got all the videos out there and like i said earlier he's putting in the work that's what this is about right he, dude's working hard he's got a chip on his shoulder and everything that we've claim to know about this man about being a hard worker and a team guy like candidly i expect nothing less like you you should be playing with a little fire under your rear a little scared and looking over your shoulder like i know the chips haven't fallen the way that you were hoping being the number three overall pick but you're still going to get a chance here right so take advantage of your chances And, and what says that more than like dude i'm working out with the league mvp and super bowl winner two time super bowl winner Patrick Mahomes, who most people would argue is the best quarterback in football right now. So like, what's this man doing wrong? You know, and we're talking about mechanics and other things. And I know I'm getting off the subject a little bit, but look around, right? Like the best in the world at every single sport, they all do something a little bit different. Your pitchers have different release points, right? Like I'm, I'm a New York Mets guy. Um, I was watching the Mets play the the Padres, you Darvish, right? Like unconventional pitcher who throws away that you would could never imagine, but throws off timing, throws off rhythm. And most people say, oh, you're losing momentum because your body's not moving. You're pausing and stopping it. And you're not progressing towards the mound. Dude is still a phenomenal pitcher, right? 
NBA players, they all shoot different free throws, three pointers. Nobody's got the same style. Like you're taught the fundamentals. So let's not worry too much about release point, etc. You know, he's in there, he's working, he's going to correct it. We'll see what it looks like, in my opinion, when the pads are on. Appreciate you all tuning in um, next week. Going to have a couple guests on for you. Well, let me let me check that for just a second. Barring my wife going into labor next week, because we are due with number number two very, very shortly, I anticipate having a couple guests on Island 49. Uh, most of y'all will, will recognize them, but when I'm, I'll announce it kind of like the day of, but we're going to talk about a little bit more about state of the franchise. Uh, with one of the guests, I can't wait to to pick their brain around some of the draft prospects that have been on their show. Uh, they've been keeping wonderful tabs around who the 49ers are having kind of their, their top 30 uh, meetings with, who was at the pro day, um, the local pro day for the 49ers today. So I'm really excited about next week. Hopefully we get to it. Hopefully, don't tell my wife, but hopefully she can push off the pregnancy for like one more week so we can get through that and then we can just get into the draft and – you know, the dust will settle. We'll come back and I'll, I'll be able to cover that. So again, appreciate you tuning into Island 49. I'm Weston Smith. Hope you all have a wonderful evening.